This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu and you're listening to Her Vantage and this way we speak to women of influence and leadership. I'm here with Rachel Gray, who is a British artist who specializes in wildlife portraiture and Rachel has always been drawn to animals and art from a very young age. Admiration and love of animals has led her to wildlife conservation and she's committed to using her work to raise awareness of endangered species from around the globe. With this goal in mind, she's worked with charities such as the WWF and has collaborated with the British High Commission COP26 Together for Planet in 2021, the Namibian High Commission mission and Expo 2020 Dubai. So good morning, Rachel. So nice to be speaking to you and seeing you. Good morning. Wow, what an intro. Thank you. (laughs) Delighted to be here. I got it from your website. Um, (laughs) I do want to know though, how did you end up in Malaysia? Um, Oh, wow. Uh, How did we end up in Malaysia? Well, I, we, we, we both love Asia for, for, for a very long time and it was just one of those things of, okay, we'll try it. And then we found the amazing biodiversity here and then the rest, the rest is history. <laughs> and, and we, I take it, will be the partner. Yes, yes, my, my fiancé, Michael, yes. All right, okay. So a little bit about your, you know, qualifications in art, you know, how did you, how did you get involved in, in this aspect? Was it what you studied? Yeah, well, I've always been drawn to art. Like, it's just, I live and breathe it. Like, I wake up, it's it's the first thing I think about. <laughs> um, and my parents will tell me that I've been drawing since I was two. And I was either going to be, in my mind, when I was younger, I was either going to be an artist or a vet. So I went down the art route and painted animals. So that's as good as it got. <laughs> well, I say it's good as it got. Like, it's a bad thing. It's absolutely magnificent. But it's a... Uh, yeah, I I did my degree and then I went into to be a lecturer and then I, I gave up that to be full-time artist. Right. Okay. So how did you get into those collaborations? Was was WWF the first? How did you manage to partner with them? Okay. I would love to say the like bells and whistles version of, oh yeah, I just walked in and it was just like on a plate and it was amazing. No, this is blood, sweat and tears. <laughs> um this is tending to events, knowing no one, being feeling really awkward, even though probably no one even notices, but you're dying inside and you're trying to introduce yourself and you're trying to just like network, mingle, get in with people because you you don't know anyone. I certainly didn't know anyone when I went to the room. WWF wasn't the first one. Um, and I've been lucky to collaborate with so many different different people but it's it's literally I started how I started in Malaysia was I went to pet expos and I'd have a stall and I'd hand out flyers saying I paint your pet and that's that's where it all started in Malaysia (laughs) of course we bumped into each other because you know you hurt your feet uh walking in those heels and there you go right that's how you that's that's how you meet them right okay so tell me about your art and the cross process of drawing that but is is it drawn or is it you know using tools with the computer okay so my process is i go into the the wild as much as humanly possible to see the animal in the natural habitat because seeing an animal in a natural habitat for me is 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 like gold it's amazing it's fantastic you to see them how they move how their light interacts with their fur how they interact with others 
how they are around water, around the families. And it's it's amazing. It's it's just magical. So I try and go to the into the wild as much as possible, take the photographs and sketch for as long as the animal hangs around or allows me to, because they don't hang around for long. <laughs> Um, so I do that, then come back and then I digitally paint them. So what that means is it's all done by hand. I use a Wacom and I use software coral paint it. So software mimics that of oil paint. Um, and you've got to have traditional skills in order to translate them over into digital. I'd love to say I press the computer and it just was proof and it does it all. <laughs> but it's so not the case. I they can take anywhere to like 80 to like 250 hours, depending on the size. And I use my photography and um, rep and sketches as reference. I can take my mind back into that moment. And then I create a, an image of the animal on a canvas and then exhibit that for like, because people, some people don't have time to go and trek in the jungles or sleep in caves or like run around after animals to try and, and I'm trying to get that moment, that magical moment and put it in front of you. So I'm trying to and how long does it take? I guess it also depends on the size of the canvas, but how long can the process take? Just the painting process alone can take anywhere between 80 hours to 250 hours. But that doesn't include like the, the trekking, the, the sketching, the photography, the pre-sketches, because, well, I've certainly I've come across it when they when, when I say it's digital, they just think, oh, you've you just put it into computer and it's out. It's done everything for you. I'm like, no, I'm still sketching it a million times to get it right. <laughs> and yeah, so that's it's lengthy but worth it. Right, and does include the time when you're out, you know, looking for the animals. Yeah, and that's that's one of my favorite bits. Oh, I love that bit. That's like seeing. I could do that bit all day. Like happily, <laughs> just sit there with my camera and just watch them interact with each other and how and how that all goes. Okay. Tell me about your other pr uh, projects. There's the, the COP26 together for our planet. What did you do there? Um, for that, I had the huge honor of having a solo exhibition. This was, this was epic. I had a solo exhibition in the Majestic Hotel for uh, the UK's COP26 with, in collaboration with the British High Commission. And that was fantastic. But it was all these different tables all laid out all fancy because it's majestic you know it's fancy and then they had my artworks um around so it was bringing uh, the wildlife into the conversation even though they weren't physically there and for me that was amazing because people were, were taking selfies with them people were having conversations about certain animals like the tapir or the orangutan or, or all different it was only Malaysian animals but it covered the entire, sorry, I'm talking a lot with my hands and you can't see. <laughs> they, they, they covered the entire room. They just went around everybody and they had like uh, plants around them and these little fairy lights. And it was just, it was really elegantly done. And for me, it brought them to the conversation, brought them into the room without physically, without them being there. Like, obviously can't speak, but it was, it was, I really enjoyed it. Right, right. And what about with the Namibian High Commission? Did you end up in Namibia, obviously? Yes. Now, this this was a trip of a lifetime. Um, I, because as I said, I take my own photography and schedule and stuff. So I was sent to Namibia for a few weeks to to this tour of Namibia to see the wildlife, which was jaw-dropping. Like, I grew up on, like, the original Disney Lion King, and that was, like, seeing the cast <laughs> <Okay>. so <laughs> so like 
eight-year-old me would have died somewhere. Like it was just, it was amazing. You get to see all these animals and um you get quite close to them because they don't like a lot of places they don't fear you because you're not a threat to them. It's more they don't run away because they're not getting hunted. Right. Right. So that was the big thing. It was the same with Komodo Island. Like you can go there and the deers will walk right past you. And and that's a bit surreal. But that's what I mean. It's not the sense that they are more powerful. It's the fact that they don't see you as a threat because you haven't threatened them. Right. And that that was a great little 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 thing I learned when I was out and about. I was like, wow, you you guys come so close, which is fantastic, but kind of. Scary at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about your upcoming projects in just a moment. I'm here with Rachel Gray. You're listening to Her Vantage BFM 89.9. just joined us this is her vantage where we speak to women of influence and leadership i'm here with rachel gray who is a british artist who specializes in wildlife portraiture and earlier on we were speaking about her work with wwf um uh, 26 together for our planet in 2021 and working with the namibian high commission um what are where are you going next and what will you be up to next Oh, see, there's there's tons of stuff going on. Some I can't mention, but one I can mention in particular is um, I'm collaborating with uh, the Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture, as well as MATA. We had a pre-launch at the MATA Fair like the week before, and we're having a exhibition. It's an expo in London, World right. Travel Market London. So I'm going to have a solo exhibition there with Malaysian animals promoting... Right sustainability, ecotourism, um, and raising awareness of endangered species, women within the creative sector, um, all the good stuff. So I'm going to have an exhibition there with the, the, the companies I just mentioned, and we're going to have an NFT auction. And the proceeds are going to, what they want to do is raise funds to for sustainable tourism with, uh, within local communities, like to, to put the funds into that. Right. Okay. And you get to go home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. So, what did you get up to during the lockdowns? Were you in Malaysia then? Um. Yeah. Lockdown, as as I imagine, for everyone was tough. Um. Right. Where how was it not? Must be for yourself as well. You must. Well, I think everyone went nuts during lockdown. Am I right in saying that? Mm, yes. <laughs> I mean, what what sort of work did you get up to then? Oh, um, luckily I had lots of artwork to, to, to get on with. I had lots, I was creating collections, one of which is actually going to go to this exhibition in London, um, which it's weird. It's huge honor to represent, to go over there and represent being like Malaysia over there and showcase the, the wildlife and to collaborate with Matt there and the Ministry of Tourism. This, this all seems very, if someone told me this a year ago, I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. I think everyone went a bit, well, who didn't go nuts in, uh, in yeah, who didn't go crazy in COVID? I think, I think it's just a sign of the times, right? All right. Do you still have time to take part in local bazaars and such? And is that something that you also do to promote your work? I would love to, but sadly, 
at the minute, I could split into eight different people. <laughs> right. It's a good problem to have. Oh, fantastic problem. It right. does make you sweat a little bit when it's like, uh-oh, how am I going to do all this? But it's, um, yeah, it's things are starting to pick back up again post, post-COVID. In fact, touch wood, if I can say that. And it's... It feels good. It feels good, even though it's it's late nights, nailing mornings, and it's it's the the hustle, the grinding, and all that sort of stuff. It's completely mm. worth it. And what's also interesting is that you sell products online, right? And what do you sell? Where most of your customers coming from? Um, all over because it's uh, international. So I'm lucky that it's just online, so it can just it can be posted or delivered to anyone. Um. I don't have a, a store, I don't have like a brick and mortar kind of shop. It's all online, it's all digital and it's, yeah. Right. Do you plan to, if someone was to say, you know, uh, we'd like to, you know, carry your work at our, at our shops and stuff like that, you'd be open to that? Oh, of course. <laughs> You're there you go. Yeah. I've just done the plug for you. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, hey, you've got you to open every door and find out what happens, right? Like, right. Right. And yeah. the current things that you sell, T-shirts, tote bags, what else do you do? Um, my The collection at the minute is actually getting upgraded. and like Not upgraded, it's getting re... What's the word? Revamp. Revamp, thank you. Yes, it's all getting revamped at the moment. And so is the website because it's going through some technical errors and issues. So it's all getting re- revamped, which should be launched in about two weeks' time. But at the minute, there's uh, cushions, uh, tote bags, T-shirts, reusable water bottles, biodegradable iPhone covers. And, and I think that's eight off the top of my head because a lot right. of the things are changing. And but, I'm still going through samples and things. Right. But And there's so many ways of people using this, right? I mean, these are just some of the ways that you can get your T-shirts and everything. I'm sure if they work with you to put on other kinds of materials, you could, right? I mean, it's just a case of... Uh, personally collaborating with you and getting in touch with you. Yeah. Well, the beauty of digital art is that it can be, there's a term called white labeling, which means Mm -hmm. it can just be put onto whatever product you have in mind. So that's like an avenue I'm definitely intrigued about. It's new. I mean, it's not to me, not to the world. It's new new to me. (laughs) All right. Do you also teach and do you plan to? Um, They teach. Absolutely loved it. I haven't taught in a little while. Would definitely give the opportunity to get back into that because the buzz of students is something else. Like they they have an energy that sometimes, like as a collective, that you just don't have. <laughs> right. right. And feeding off that is wonderful. And you get right. to see them develop and find out new ways and new things, ways of thinking. You're like, ah, okay, that's pretty smart. <laughs> well, I, I never thought of that. I, and, and that's the power, right? We can only think so much of it when you've got a team of people together collaboratively. And someone's got a great idea. It's like, why? You know what I mean? Like, we all learn from each other. Um, anything else you'd like to add, uh, Rachel? I would just like to say thank you. This has been, right. this has been, this has been fantastic. Thank you. And I guess where can people find you? Because your Rachel is spelt uh, differently. Well, not differently. There are many, <laughs> permuta- there are many permutations, right? Yeah. My website is RG Portraits. So if you just take the R and the G from Gray, rgportraits.com. Um, and that's probably the best way to find me. Uh, right. I have my email there and everything. 
But yeah, it's, I'm so glad that we bumped into each other. Like the odds, the odds of that happening. And it's, it's right. I was thinking like, you know, Rachel Grace, R-A-C-H-E-L, so R-A-C-H-A-E-L, and then it's G-R-E-Y or G-R-A-Y. So RG Portraits, that's the best way to get hold of you. Thanks for speaking to me. I've been speaking to Rachel Gray and you've been listening to Have Vantage. This is BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.